What's up, Candy Lickers? Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. Today we have a very special episode. It is the Think Tank. So some of you are watching at adfreeshows.com. What episode is this, Silva? I think we're on episode nine. Episode nine of the Think Tank, which is basically a bunch of dadgum geniuses who are disguised as normal everyday men. But when we get together, things happen. And so a show blossomed out of it, The Think Tank, that airs on adfreeshows.com, part of CTE of the Podfather Conrad's podcast empire. Uh, so if you want to check it out, this is basically a free preview of one of the many, many shows you can get at adfreeshows.com. Uh, but it is also this week's Casio's Cut. We're joined by a very wide cast of characters. We have Mr. Adfree Shows himself. You've heard him and seen him on Casio's Cut before Mr. Dirty Dave Silva. What's up, buddy? Hey, buddy. What's up? I'm happy to be here. Gonna be a good night. Got his ad-free show shirt on. He is ready to rock and roll. We've also got Pondwater Dave, as he's known around these parts. Super Dave with a very good-looking shirt all the way from Mississippi. What's up, buddy? Here's everybody. How's it going this week? You moved some stuff around on the background. This different wall. Oh, totally different wall we got going on. Yeah, this on. is a totally different wall. This is my world-class uh, Von Erich wall behind me. Woo! That's a big week for you. You've had, you've been in contact with Von Erich. That's always a big week. Yeah. Kevin, Kevin went out of his way to tell me that he liked it. So. You, you also shaved your beard. I did. Um, why did you shave the beard? There's a lot of beards in this group right now. You were in that, and I got to admit, man to man, you looked you looked way more handsome with a beard. Well, my, my wife didn't like it as much as everybody else did, and I was getting lonely, so it was a big whoopee weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely walk, man. I'm chunking out knee cartilage if we go again. <laughs> Who's, who still uses the term whoopee? <laughs> is, what are we, laughing? <laughs> well, I mean... She's my sainted wife. We always say I fucked her. <laughs> there right. you go. There you go. Now we I'm in trouble. We're rolling. Uh, next up, I don't know how you got to follow that, but uh, we've got Mr. Dave Hancock in the house, brother. What's up, my man? How you doing, everybody? Where exactly are you? You're in. You're outside of Chicago. Yeah, I'm in uh, northern Indiana. I'm about 90 minutes from Chicago. Northern Indiana. Uh, Dirty Dave, by the way, is with me in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, next up, we've got uh, broadcasting from apparently his nuclear bunker, Mr. Mark Nielsen. 
What's up, buddy? I'm doing well, thank you. You've got your grizzly Adam beard going too. Yeah, I'm still in the bunker, so <laughs> until I'm out of here, it's it's staying on. Which is in what Connecticut? It is in Connecticut. All right, next Good up luck. we got the Pokemaster himself, Rotten Crotch, Eric Rowdy. What's up, buddy? What's going on, guys? How's everybody? Mark's Sun. got the best beard right now. Who does? Mark. Ooh, he called yeah. it. Look Say, at Silva's. Yeah. His is groomed. So Silva's is always good, though. You're, it's high expectations, but Mark, it's just I've never seen it with a full giant beard like that. <laughs> and, and once the quarantine's over, you'll never again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, by the way, for all our listeners who are um, listeners and watchers that are Pokemon fans, Eric's your dude. Yeah. Do you I like give out your your code name or anything, or what do you so do? It, it's a it's a it's a nine. Uh, what is it? Twelve digit number. So tell me you've got I, it I can, memorized. I, I don't. <laughs> I have two. <laughs> I have no idea what they are. Uh, next up, uh, we've got from Vermont checking in with us, Mister Doodoo Truck and himself, Jeff Jewett, Double J. Hello, hello. You are on water. time. This, you're on time this time, I, Jewett. I am. Well, I got done work at a decent time for a change. What was work today? A pool? Oh yeah, several. Several. A lot of several. Excuse me. A lot of doo doo today. You've been home. A lot of doo doo. <laughs> no, all nice clean water today. <laughs> uh, and last but not least, uh, we've got Mr. Music himself, Matt Coon. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Not too much. How you doing today, Cassio? Thanks for joining us. And we got we got a pup in the background. Who's that? This is Mako the dog. Come here, Mako. Come on, come we need some Mako in our lives. Come here, come here, Mako. Come on. The dog's here. name is Mako. Yeah. Yes, I, I, Everything's Mako with with Matt. <laughs> when I got him, I was with a couple students and Matthew, and we were driving back to Tennessee, and and they came up with a name, and I said, okay. Coon. So wait a minute. You, what, what, you're named Matt Coon. Your son is named Matt Coon, and your dog is named Matt Coon. And his music studio's named. And your music studio is Matt Gould. I have a lot of He's nothing. He's like George Foreman. I love myself. Coon, give us a little bit more volume out of you, brother, because I'm going to need a lot of chime ins from you on this. Check, check. Better? Yeah. Better. Now you can interject. If you're going to shit on us, we want to hear it. Coon's growing that hair out, looking good. Look at it's him. getting there. He's got, I got the Dapper the, Dan. I got the Shawn Michaels return hair right now. Like, it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, but, Oh, my. But you, got the, I, you got the brown pants, too? It it will grow out. It will grow out eventually. Are you going to Are you gonna cut your hair? Are you going to be like Mark as soon as this is over? I think, I'm gonna do long, I think I'm going to do long hair one more time in my life. I think one more time, I'm going to grow it you out. You mean somewhere other than your pubes? <laughs> I don't. They're not the that long. The pubes, the pubes aren't that long, but but the hair, the hair's getting there. Are you gonna go like full on ponytail? I think so. I think so. I've wow. done it tw twice before, like really long hair. So, I mean, what, what, away from for being the comic book guy. Yeah, I'm not gonna ruin any like chance I have with ladies or anything. Why the hell not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was about to say. I was about to say, line up, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and last but not least, you heard him come in, Michael Dawkins, Mr. Dawkins, the gimmick attorney dot com. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Broadcasting live from a very fancy courtroom. Right. <laughs> so if you're watching on YouTube, we've got the full Brady Bunch effect. 
Uh, how this group got together is uh, a lot of wrestling fans and memorabilia, and specifically wrestling belts. Uh, the love of wrestling belts put a lot of these uh, guys in here uh, together and uh, formed a great friendship and a great group of guys. And uh, look forward to hanging out with each and every one of you again. And uh, we've been behind uh, a lot of pretty decent uh, decisions uh, in the media world and the convention world and all kind of other stuff. So uh, we're going to get together uh, today and we got a fun episode and get everybody's feedback here. Um, usually we talk uh, mainly wrestling on ad-free shows on the Think Tank episodes, uh, but tonight we're going to get a little bit of wrestling, a little bit of music as well to give you a preview of how we do our round robins here. Uh, so we'll go around the horn, and I want to hear from everybody, uh, and then we can kind of chime in. First concert you ever went to, we're going to start with you, Dirty Dave Silva. First concert you ever went to. Weird Al Yankovic. What? It, legit, as a kid, that was that blew my mind. He went full costumes, like on every major one of his songs. It was just a remarkable show. Just watching that guy work, and the show that he put on for a very small amount of people. Wait, why was it small? Because I was in the Valley and there was a place called the Via Real that hosted concerts. Um, and it was very small and it was a long, it was a long room, but it wasn't, wasn't going to hold over 2000 people or anything like that. And we all just crammed in there and watched you know, Weird Al perform. It was incredible. Uh, so it was sold out. It was just a smaller venue. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It was, like at the, I was about to say, the, when was a Weird Al doing a show with nobody there? No, 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 <laughs> definitely. We, we were like arm to arm. It was standing room. But, um, but man, it was a great show. Aren't, we always, are, aren't all of us always arm to arm, no matter where we sit? No matter how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the morbid obesity. Yeah. I mean, although, all joking aside, Matthew and I saw Weird Al like five years ago. Killing. And like uh, Silva said, he doesn't put on a concert. He puts on a show. He oh, does yeah. like costume changes. It's an amazing concert. I bought Anybody? one VIP show ever, and I drove all the way to New York. I drove like three hours for a, a meet and greet with Weird Al on a show. Top pat show I've ever been to. How was the meet and greet? Tremendous. He had he had all the so he does a lot of Star Wars stuff. And when he went he went uh, downstairs to do a meet and greet, but there's a long line. It's maybe like thirty people probably did the meet and greet. And uh, behind him, I, I have the picture. I'll, I'll post it later. Uh, he had Darth Vader and like six um, stormtroopers. So, and he was real sweet. So, cool. How about Weird Al is more relevant than ninety percent of the people that he had parodies of now? <laughs> yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he's brilliant. He's a brilliant man. And like fifty years from now, Weird Al's still going to hold up, and more people are going to sing "The Saga Begins" than they do yeah. "American Pie." His most recent album is probably his best album. He he is. I'll tell you this. He's one of the artists that has out of people that I communicate with a 100% success rate on everybody that's decided to go to a weird Al show has had a great time. It's never been a man. I was disappointed when I got there. Everybody I know was, it was like he 100% delivered above and beyond. Killed it. That says a well, lot been for a, a performer. He's been around for over 35 years. 
I mean, I was in high school when I was introduced to him because I listened to Dr. Demento and he was singing uh, <laughs> Another One Rides the Bus. It was the first thing I ever heard out of him. Yeah. I have the exact same experience, Dave. Dr. Demento, he gets a tape in. He said, there's a new guy, Weird Al. He keeps sending me tapes. And all of a sudden, slowly but surely, it turns into the Weird Al show over the yeah. course of like three or four years. Yeah. Um, anybody else seem? That's a pretty good ratio. Three out of the I, I, I nine of three us. times. It was great. Every time. Uh, Pondwater Dave. We'll go to our second Dave. Pondwater Dave. First concert you ever been to? Well, when, I, <laughs> when I was a kid, uh, we had a, what was called an affiliated food store, independent grocery chain, and they'd have a stockholders convention every year. So when they had their banquet, whoever played the, the KBOX, that was the country music channels, country fair, that's who would be the entertainment for our banquet. So if you want to count those, I, would, I, I saw Mel Tillis. Uh, either Mel Tillis or Marty Robbins would have been the first one. But over the years, I saw – there I saw Lee Greenwood. I saw uh, Barbara Mandrell, who wore my cowboy hat and gave me a kiss on the cheek when she gave it back. Uh, Conway Twitty. Was that on stage uh, or was that a side stage? What were we doing? You know, I, I, was, I was sitting down front, and she said, I need a cowboy hat. I'm going to sing Willie and Waylon songs. And she goes, can I use yours? And I gave her my hat. And when she got through singing, she handed it back to me and gave me a kiss right on the cheek. Mm. Hey. How long before you washed your cheek? Oh, years. <laughs> Barbara Man. years. Barbara until, that, until that kiss was shut off by a gun. <laughs> oh, man. That was dirty. Well, I mean, for I those who don't know, who have March not heard of Water Day, for those who have not heard, Pondwater Dave, I'm, I mean, I'm going to step out on a limb. I had not officially pulled the room, but I think he's the only one of us who's been shot in the face. <laughs> well, no, I got shot in the back of the head. It came out through my face. <laughs> <laughs> so none of us. Yeah, so we got none of us. <laughs> this was the exit wound right here. Oh. Wow. But, Amazing. Uh, but no, uh, so the first concert I ever paid money for, because I wasn't allowed to go to rock and roll concerts, I, I went and saw Kenny Rogers at Reunion Arena in Dallas in 1982. He's prime, Kenny. Yeah, I bet it was. Oh, I, I would, I'd go see him every year. That year, um, the Righteous Brothers opened up for him. Strong. And, oh, man, I'm drawing a blank on who the second one was. The but, second uh, one? Righteous well, Brothers had, opened? That's strong. <laughs> well, the Righteous Brothers opened, and then there was somebody else, and then Kenny. And then the next year, it was um, Ronnie Millsap. Uh, uh, Sawyer Brown opened for him, and Ronnie Millsap, and then Kenny. And then I saw him the next year with Dolly Parton. What was his big hit in 82? Like, what was – Everything. What was he, <laughs> he was all over the radio back then, man. Like, every song he had – was a number one hit. They're like, dude, he was all yeah, over mean, the place. I'm Lucille, Coward of the Yeah. You decorated my life. He sang them all. Like one after the other, number one hits in, in that era for Kenny Rogers. I mean, he's, he's a sound. I mean, I've got, I've got Kenny Rogers playlists. When we, I mean, this, he doesn't have a bad song, really. Yeah. I, I went to a Kenny Rogers concert and it was an acoustic show. And man, you know, I was, I had fairly low expectations, quite honestly, but it turned out to be a great, great concert. Um, I by enjoyed the way, it a lot. 
By the way, in the 70s, he had Coward of the County, The Gambler, Lucille. Oh, okay. Uh, a lot more. He had Don't Fall in Love with a Dreamer uh, starting in 80. Lady was in 80. Uh, Show Your Love with Me was a jam through the years. Uh, was 82 and a love song. So, and then right oh, at the oh beginning of 83, yeah. we well, got tonight. All my yeah. life, all my life is the ringtone that plays when my wife calls me. Oh, I love, I love Coward of the County. Of the and County I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you one that he 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 goes, I want to try one for you, and it was called Didn't We, and it never took off. But y'all had to go go to go out of your way to listen to Didn't We. It, it was a good Lee Greenwood actually released Didn't We a couple years later, and Didn't We thing good Kenny Rogers song. And I don't know why it, it didn't take off as a single. But uh, I had the opportunity to go see him seven years ago at a casino down in Biloxi. And it was just a strong performance. Um, he said, um, I hope y'all will bear with me tonight. I'm going to sing some songs I hadn't sang in a while because I'm going to Saudi Arabia. The, um, the royal family over there wants me to perform for them. And they, they sent a playlist and what they want me to sing. <laughs> so he said he was singing some songs for us that he hadn't sang in a while. He got that WWE money is what he got. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he should have brought Undertaker with him. <laughs> the first time Coon I mentioned – Go ahead. I was going to say, Coon mentioned uh, how much he loved Coward of the County. When I was a little kid, like, I don't know, I guess I was probably like six, seven years old. I loved that song so much. Then I grew up to realize it's about a gang rape. Yes, and he named them after the <laughs> Gatlin oh, boys. Shit. I bet yeah. Larry Gatlin loved that. <laughs> yeah. I hate that he passed away. I mean, I hate he passed away anyway, but it's unfortunate hit the timing of his passing away. I don't think he got near the attention or respect shown to him when he died that most most great celebrities get because of COVID. He also was a real bass player, like a jazz bass player who could read music and he could play stand-up bass. Really? Yes. uh, There's a great duo with him and Dudley Moore doing Autumn Leaves, and there's a few other ones where he's playing stand-up bass, like – real world-class bass player. I, I bought a box that. set of his, and he does a lot of standards. I mean, Sinatra-type standard stuff. I mean, because he goes back years and years. I bet he performed for seven decades. His his greatest hits album, by the way, that came out is the uh, was the only album from a solo country performer to hit the top Billboard 200 in the entire 1980s decade. <laughs> it's insane <laughs> i the first time i heard him was do, uh from uh the big lebowski which just dropped in that was the first time <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time i ever heard a kenny rogers song that's a great song <laughs> that's a great song <laughs> i heard him on the muppets i thought he was great you know? <laughs> <laughs> i'm so heck? sorry <laughs> Rotten Crotch, since you offended everybody and said all country <laughs> music is boring. It is um, so boring. What was your first concert? First concert. Uh, something like the Locust the, or something. <laughs> no, no, I didn't get into that until later. Uh, I can't remember the time frame. It was either Sammy Hagar or the Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> it, it, was, it was 2001-ish. So I was, I'd tell uh, everybody Sammy Hagar. Yeah, yeah. I think I was like 14. And uh, you sure it wasn't Yo Gabba Gabba? (laughs) No, I don't think so. Uh, To this day, uh, Sammy Hagar was still the loudest show I've ever been to. He played with, it was him and uh, Skinner. 
And whoa, uh, I was actually on the stage with uh, Sammy Hagar for a concert. Oh, yeah? They wow. had a, a section where you could win, uh, you know, and, and basically some fans sat behind them, and I was on the stage the whole night. Wow, that's cool. I almost got to see Sammy Hagar when I was a kid. They had these things at the Fair Park called um, the Texas Jam. And it would be like Sammy Hagar, Foghat, Foreigner. Just there was a big, uh, the Rolling Stones would play it sometimes. It was a huge music festival. And um, I was going to get to go. And, you know, I'd already told you I don't get to go to rock concerts. Well, as we pulled up to where my dad was going to let my sister and myself out, some guy got, some guy stripped naked and tried to climb a telephone pole. And so we can't take we Coco Beware anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> We were told uh, don't don't even get out of the truck, and we didn't get to go to the Texas Jam. <laughs> that, that was when uh, Hagar was with Montrose, right? Or was uh, that Hagar by himself? He was by himself. Red Texas Rock. Jam is like seventy six, seventy seven, something like that. Uh, yeah, it was seventy six through seventy nine, eighty. It was a great show, from what I remember. But uh, my, my dad, my dad works. Uh, He's been, uh, he works backstage at our like local amphitheater here. He's been doing that for like 20 years. So he's, uh, he's always, and like if the show doesn't sell out, he can always get me tickets. So uh, that was the first time I got to go. Um, so it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And where, where was ICP there. if you, if that was first? <laughs> in St. Clown Posse was at uh, this venue called Lupo's, the old Lupo's in Providence. Uh, I went with, uh, my parents dropped us off. And I painted my face and everything. It was like me and three of my friends <laughs> covered in Fago, the whole thing. Did you ever go to the conventions? No, I've always wanted to, but uh, then it like, then I was like, all right, I got older and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I cashed out <laughs> all my stuff. <laughs> I cashed out all my stuff when I was like 18, 19. It's his Pokemon background. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got into real Why adult stuff. <laughs> Pokemon. That was the perfect time for your cat to show his ass in the video like he normally you normally does. Uh, let's, go to, let's go to the bunker. Mark Nielsen from Connecticut. What was your first show you ever went to? So my first concert was Poison. Oh, and uh, Slaughter and Bullet Boys opened up for them. Bullet Boys, nice. And um, you know, I kind of snuck out of the parents' house at the time, and you know, rode my bike to my friend's house, and uh, you know, went to the concert after that. And uh, you know, it was it was a great, great concert. And then um, I went to a concert like a week later, and it was Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson, <laughs> she had a mall. <laughs> That's awesome. Was that the mall tour? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I, I I remember going and and it was definitely not as good as the Poison concert. Wasn't it Tiffany who did the mall tour? Oh, yes. oh excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Know your, role. Wow. know your role, Cassio. Jeez. Yeah. Get that shit right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think yeah. we'd have a Tiffany Debbie Gibson debate or a Bullet Boys <laughs> reference. <laughs> Smooth up in you is Mark Nelson. That should be your new Twitter. Smooth up in you. Yep. <laughs> I'll change it right now. <laughs> uh, Jewett, what's your first uh, show ever in Vermont? Do they have concerts there? They do. They do. Uh, first one I saw was Bad Company. Oh, 
Good Lord. Well, yeah, it sounds it sounds cool, but not yeah. the Paul Rogers bad company, oh. the Brian Howe bad company. <laughs> you got sad company. <laughs> oh, not the Paul Rogers. That hurts. No, I got Brian Howe. Although it was a great show, though. Yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. What year? Uh, Nineteen ninety. Anybody, anybody uh, of significance open up for him? No, I don't think they had an opening act that I recall. I think they just came out. They played for a long time. I remember it was really loud. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. It was, it was a good show. It was exciting. Um, I think there was some sort of controversy. I don't know if there were some fights or what, but they didn't have any more uh, concerts at the Burlington Auditorium for a while after that. Whoa. Uh, but, yeah. I don't know. Hurling I don't know to what getting happened. rowdy at a bad yeah. company. Things <laughs> getting crazy. Oh, that's wild, dude. By the way, Paul Paul Rogers' bad company is super underrated as a vocalist. But I, he, the bad company is one of those bands that casual fan doesn't realize how many songs they know of theirs. Uh, and actually, we went to uh, we went to see Leonard Skinner and Bad Company opened up and uh, Big Booty Judy was like, Bad Company? What are we doing? And then every song comes on. She's like, wait, are they covering this? Is this somebody else? It's like, no. They have hit after hit. It was a hit parade, son. Uh, and now she's got a Bad Company tank top. She's all in. Uh, gimmick Attorney, first concert you ever went to. Yeah, so I mean, growing up in Southern Indiana, we—it's uh, basically the South, so it was all country all the time. And I used to get dragged to county fairs uh, with with my dad and stepmom. So technically, my first concert was probably Diamond Rio, but I choose—I <laughs> choose not to accept that as my what first concert. What a beautiful mess I'm in. <laughs> Instead, I'll go with my real first concert, which was with a group of friends in boy, it would have either been middle school or like freshman year of high school, and that's Boys to Men. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dawkins getting down on bended knee. Here we oh, go. Oh, <laughs> oh we've gone to the end of the road. I can't let go. It would have been the next album. It would have been two. Most I'm feeling back again. Yeah. I went to two from the library like every month growing up. <laughs> Boys to men, A B C yeah. B V D. What was there an opener? Do you remember? Or you just remember? there was. It was. They never became anything. It was like Subway, something like that. That's another small <laughs> R and B group. Yeah, they they were not good. Uh, but what back, do you expect? What do you expect for Evansville, Indiana? Yeah, they were like, let's just get a gig. We're <laughs> that's called a routing show where they routed through. <laughs> From Indy on their way to Nashville or, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, Chicago down to Y'all just, just get a local band to open up for us. We don't yeah, just, find, just find somebody. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Woo, how was the humidity level in that place, buddy? I bet that was – that was some moisture in the air at the Boys to Men concert, my friend. Uh-huh. I believe it. It was, it was date night. It was like five, yeah. five, five of us buddies and all five of our girlfriends. That's keep it slow and all skate. That's a couple skate, couple skate only right there. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Matt Coon, first concert you ever went to? Well, 
at the time I was 16, I lived in a group home. If you don't know what a group home is, it's like a foster home for bad kids. Like if you can't get placed, you're putting a group home. And there's a concert cool. I wanted to go to. It was terrible, of course. But <laughs> I wanted terrible, to go. To, oh, oh, dude. It was called Leroy's <laughs> Boys Home. There was two white boys and 70 other guys, and it was in LA. So, you know, it it, it was fun. But in any case, uh that a whole bunch of there was a bit there was a bit of that. I, I don't know what um what pinche cabron means, but I was called that a lot. <laughs> um a bendejo, I think that meant friend, I'm not sure. But exactly. <laughs> Why are you talking like a luchador? <laughs> in any case, there's a staff member there. I wanted to go to a concert. And, and they said, if I could behave for two months, I could go. So I behaved. And behaving was a big deal for me. I, I talked back a lot. I acted out a lot. And so I got to go to this concert. And it was Monsters of Rock in 1988 at the L.A. Coliseum. Whoa. And it was Dawkins. It was uh, uh, Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. It was the Scorpions. And it was Kingdom Come, which was kind of the fly-by-night band. But the one band that I wanted to see... They were still kind of underground, except in L.A., because they were second on the bill, and that was Metallica. And oh. Metallica in 88 were very underground, except in L.A., because we had a metal station, Can-AC. And when they hit the stage, you can look up the video of uh, Metallica at the L.A. Coliseum in 88. The place went apeshit. 100,000 people descended upon the football field. You know, this is where the Raiders played for a while. And... I looked around, I'm like, is this what concerts are like? Is this, and they're like, definitely not. You know, they opened up with creeping, they opened up with creeping death. And, you know, I, I, I remember just, you know, that concert, the next concert I went to were kind of the ones where I saw someone on stage and I said, I want to do that. That's what I want to do. And, uh, and for me, it was the Metallica, you know, Scorpions are great. And, and uh, uh, even Dawkins is good. And I love Van Halen, both versions, but, Metallica, it was right after Cliff died. So it was the, one of the first gigs Jason Newstead ever wow. played on bass. And, um, you know, and, uh, and Justice for All hadn't come out yet. So they were going, here's one song off our new album that's coming out, and Justice for All, if that takes you back. And so for me, it was just even now, I'm almost teary-eyed thinking about it because it was almost a religious experience for this 16-year-old kid. Whoever that, that staff member, Becky was her name, who took a chance on this one kid who just, they, she knew he loved music. And she let me go to this thing and she took me and took me to Subway and let me go. And, and I try to pass it on to the kids I work with because it was uh, one of those moments that, that, that uh, enhanced my life forever. Shout out to Becky. We need to find her. We need to find Becky. Where's Becky's the title? Does she episode? have good hair? Give me some Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Becky with the good hair? Becky with the good well, hair. No wonder why you were in that group home. You listen to all that devil music. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I tell you, in the group homes, staff members were far and few in between. The horror stories outnumber the good stories, twenty to one. But that is what I remember. And and like I said, um, I take it very seriously to do that for other people. And because um, it was something I'll never forget ever. Do you remember your second concert? Yes, I do. There's no <laughs> way. I, I'm asking because there's no way it lives up to Monsters of Rock. <laughs> It, it did. It, it, it changed my life. It, it changed my life forever, because there was one of my dad's friends who was no longer a friend of my dad because my dad let me live in group homes. He used to come and visit me on weekends, and he let me play his guitar, and he showed me stuff on the guitar. I didn't own a guitar. I borrowed guitars, learned how to play, and he said, "Hey, you want to go see Jimmy Page?" And Jimmy Page Ooh. had a solo tour. He's from Zeppelin, but it was his only solo tour. And I was more of a Clapton guy. 
but this guy was a big Zeppelin guy. So we saw, we sat 17th row and I saw this guy up there with a Les Paul playing this music. And I remember just thinking, I'm going to fucking do that. That's it. That's all I'm going to do from this point on forever is that, you know? So uh, I definitely remember my second concert. Nice. Dave Hancock. First concert you ever went to? Uh, it has yet to be attended. What? I've never been to a concert. I want to. I want to ask Dave about this. This is curious, Dave. I'm not gonna. You know, who knows what what things happen in your life that led to this? But if you could have gone to any concert your whole life, or if you could go to one concert now, what would that be? Uh, I mean, I'm 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 pretty much into any music genre, but I dig Metallica, uh, Shinedown, Leonard Skinner, uh, George Strait, uh, Ice Cube, NWA. I've got a pretty wide interest music-wise. I just, I live here in the cornfields of Northern Indiana and there's not much uh, concert-wise unless you want to drive to Chicago, which is about two hours away or Indianapolis, which is about three hours away. So, uh, yeah, never been to a concert. Well, technically, technically, did you see Tone Loke at StarCast? (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) Oh, I thought I had you one. I saw that. That was fun. Wait a second. You didn't see the LA Guns at StarCast 2? Nope. I saw both those. It was was great. Mm. What were you doing? There, there's a lot. I feel like there's a lot of pressure now when you decide to finally go to a show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I. I mean, there's no really rhyme or reason. I guess my uh, parents got divorced back when I was uh, 12, and I was kind of from house to house, and we weren't really well to do or had, you know, money to spend on other things. So I never really had the opportunity to go. And now that I'm an adult, I. Uh, I was a police officer for a long time and working weird hours. It just, I guess the just opportunity never, never came. Yeah, no, I mean, it just, it doesn't work. You know, some people uh, never go to one. That, that's what I'm saying. Now the pressure as an adult is, oh, what's, what am I going to make my first? Now the pressure's building. That yeah, one I, that you mentioned, that one you mentioned that's coming to Notre Dame would be a good one. Yeah, uh, well, now it's been rescheduled for next year. Uh, because of COVID, but George Strait and uh, Chris Stapleton are supposed to play at Notre Dame Stadium, which is 15 minutes from my house. That'd be a killer uh, one to go to. Yeah, that would be a cool one to go to. I'd, I'd be interested in going to that one. Shoot, that'd be maybe one some of you guys would like to come to, but now that that's a year away, who knows? The, what the, to, the kids are going to take you to the Wiggles. <laughs> like like when he lost his virginity it's going to be a big disappointment whatever his first one is <laughs> maybe it'll For be me, a Mako music concert and and he'll overpay <laughs> <laughs> all right now let's go we did first so one now give me um give me your last real quickly go hey this is the last concert i went to but I mainly want to focus on if one of them comes to mind for the worst concert you've ever been to. 
Uh, Hancock, you can sit this one out and you can get a beverage <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> we'll go back around the horn, starting with the Daves, Dirty Dave Silva. My my last concert I've been to was Huey Lewis in the News. What? Before, before he got, uh, before he, like his ear issues really got bad. And it was tremendous. I was second row and just, man, that band is legit. All still the original guys and added horn section. And Huey could still, like, at the top of the show, he was hitting. He was hitting them hard. By the end of the show, his voice was kind of shot. But at that point, the band carried him through and um, all the background guys and all that. It was a phenomenal show. I loved it. It was really good. I'm jealous of that. Do you have one that sticks out as the worst or you, you've had pretty oh, good success? No, no, no. The worst was Great White. Really? I went, I went and saw what Great White. Not in, not in Rhode Island, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in a club, and I remember the club kind of being like a Dave and Buster's where you had to walk through our, an arcade to get to the back. Hmm. And they took forever to get on stage. And they were about, I would say, easily two hours late on stage. And then they Whoa. hit. And they don't even, they don't even hit with, with Once Bitten or, or they don't even hit with something hot. Like, they start playing the deep tracks. And by that time, it was just like, I'm, I'm over it. I am over it. So, it kind of, no opening act. It was just pretty much. Did you leave out. early or did you stick it out? No, I left early. I was out. I was about, I would say about 30 minutes into the concert and 30, 45 minutes. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm out. You know, that's a good safety tip for great white concerts. Is you, leave early. <laughs> you know, before, before you get fucking burned alive. You know, I almost went to that concert in Rhode Island. No way. Oh, no way. Did. It's not far from me. To me, the big story of that, of that show is that 96 people attended a great white show. You know, not that they died. <laughs> no, the you funny to trade thing in is, is they had a hundred tickets, tickets and they sold back. out before I got any. Really? Yeah. Wow. You had to play wow. skee ball and win tickets to get into. <laughs> <laughs> At my place, yeah. You can either get a spider ring or you can walk back there and see great white. You're like, ah, I'm gonna take the spider ring. I think. Throw it a bouncy ball. You got a deal. Do you know that venue well, Mark? Do you know that venue, the one that burned down? Do you know it well? I know, I know it, yeah. So, like, when you heard what happened, they were, like, doing pyro and the ceiling. That that sounds like you're like, what the fuck would they be doing that there for? You, you know, there's a lot of venues that you could say that, though. I mean, we have all have a local venue, right? And and there's a lot of them that the, the pyro probably shouldn't be played at, and they do it, right? So Matt Coon just slung Mark into a court deposition right there. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Nelson, uh, you kind of saw this coming, right? You know the venue. I do know the venue. That was a polite dodge by Mark. Uh, you know, everybody's got venues. <laughs> They've all got venues we've been to. Who, who, have, you seen, who have you seen at uh, the station? I want to oh, say... I want to say I saw Ace Fraley there one time. Yeah, you're a big like '80s metal dude, right? Uh, yeah. So I mean, there's a lot of those type of bands that play there. Yeah. Um, I, I I've only been there like two times, but 
I, I went down to like the, um, well, I can't even think of it now, but there's the, the, the there's a, the small venue down in New Haven a lot more. But. Toads? Yeah, Toads Place, yeah. What was your, uh, you got the floor, Mark, go ahead. Last concert you've attended and uh, if you have a worst. You know, I, I kind of blanking out exactly the last concert. I think it was Kiss at uh, the Mohegan Sun uh, last year. It's possible I went to one or two after that. I just can't think of anything. Um, worst concert, uh, you know, the, the easy one would be to say I went to Legends in concert and they were awful. You know, all those people that are kind of the, you know, singing the tributes of, of some of the old country singers and, and, you know, Elvis and all those type of people. Um, <laughs> there, there was a band, an alternative band that does have like one hit on the radio called James that I went to. That was completely awful. But, <laughs> The band um, was do, called James or the hit? It, the, the, the name of the band is James, I'm pretty sure. Oof. And, um, you know, they, they, uh, they were just really, really bad. I didn't, I didn't really want to go to the concert. It was more of a friend wanted to go, and I shouldn't have gone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt Coon, last and worst. The last concert I went to is like if you have a friend that's in a band castle, you know this, you, like you never want to ask for tickets, right? right? But you'll let your friend know that you're going. You're like, hey, I'm going to your show, you know? Yeah. And so I let this guy know. I go, hey, man, uh, we're going to your show. You're close by. We're going to your show. Uh, hope to see you there. And then he's like, hey, you want some tickets? I'm like, all right, cool. And this guy and his band put on the best fucking show. I brought one of my students because my sons couldn't come. And of course it was St. Paul and the Broken Bones, who's a friend of the show. And dude, that motherfucker, <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm just like, like I was talking him up. I was hyping him up to my student, uh, Adrian, who's a great guitar student. And he exceeded all expectations. I, I think he is probably the most talented singer in the world. And he knows how to lead a band and his band's fucking great. And I'm just tears rolling down my face watching this guy own it like nothing you've ever seen. Own the crowd, own it, and just talent, and uh, just a really good guy, huge wrestling fan, and yep. uh, what a great guy. And uh, what 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 a concert to go to and take a And I think a, a lot of you, I know, Coon, you were there, and a lot of you were at the table when he ate with us at StarCast, and yep. uh, a lot of you had never even heard of him, and uh, then when you went and listened to him, yep. does not look like what he, what comes out of that band or him. He absolutely blows people away. Well, the good my, story about – oh, go ahead. No, that was my experience, so you nailed it. I was blown away. <laughs> the, good, the, the good story about it is that he came up to me, and he goes, hey, man, I like your music. I'm like, awesome, man. He's like, I'm a musician, too. I'm like, well, that's nice. And then he goes, I'm a singer. He goes, I'm a singer. And I go, ha-ha, I thought you said you were a musician. And then I looked at him, and I go, fuck. <laughs> I, I, we're walking through the casino and i'm like what's your band and he's like saint paul that i'm like i'm so sorry dude i am so sorry <laughs> i'm totally big league and i'm a fucking nobody who played starcast songs and he's fucking saint paul in the broken boat it's a and good thing and janeway's the, one of the nicest guys on the planet too so that, that makes it even better he was and cool I love he, how I love how we're all surprised that he told Megan 
uh, Charlotte wasn't that great of a wrestler. <laughs> That's where I was going. <laughs> that was Mar that was Coon for the for the record. For those of you who don't know that story, at least Same Conrad way. never never told Charlotte that to my face. Oh wait a second, yes he did. <laughs> <laughs> so Mark was there. He knows. Oh yeah, it was it was cringeworthy. <laughs> How did she react? Oh, she gave me the meanest look, and I'm like, look, you know he lies. You know he lies. You know that he lies. It'd be funny. And and that, that got me out of it. But he totally said that shit. <laughs> no, it was full contrast. Like, Charlotte, let me tell you something about Coon here. He's like, well, what, what if I told you? That he said you weren't very good. And by the way, he said he never got your dad, which is also <laughs> bullshit. And I'm just sitting there like this. He's no Sammy Zane. <laughs> uh, Coon, since you appreciate music uh, so much, did you give us your worst? Um, I got to be honest. I, I was thinking I've never been to a bad concert. I'm really That's lucky. Good. That's a good I'm thing. I've gotten to see Rush, I've seen Metallica, I've seen Guns N' Roses, I've seen Lenny Kravitz, I've seen the Black Crows, I saw Nirvana, I've seen so many great artists, Weird Al, whoever. I've been very lucky. Uh, Blue, I saw the Allman Brothers with Dickie Betts and Warren Haynes. I've just gotten lucky. I've never seen a concert that I didn't walk away from thinking was the best concert I ever went to. What about uh, Papa Buck? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that motherfucker had a guitar player that was fire. So <laughs> I couldn't wait to see what you're about to say. <laughs> uh, uh, Dawkins, gimmick attorney, what do you got, man? Yeah, so I, I pulled up uh, I, for about the last 20 years. Any event I've gone to, I've kept the tickets because Whoa. hey, me back, too. Back in the day. Uh, you know, much like I'm sure a lot of us, we didn't have a lot of money, so we didn't get to do a lot of things. So uh, I wasn't sure what I would get to do, and and I'd always wanted to remember it. So I kept the tickets. I like I'd print out the set list or whatever. Uh, and my wife likes to make fun of me and tell me that I scrapbook, uh, which I guess it is. But uh, so I pulled I pulled it for for last year, and I saw a bunch of concerts. But the last one was uh, Hootie and the Blowfish reunion tour. Before oh, that. Well, since I'm not on record, that was my first concert ever. It was Tonic, Sister Hazel, and Hootie and the Blowfish in Jackson. Nice. Oh. Before that, and, and it was probably the my least favorite concert, not because it was bad. It was a good show, which I can appreciate. And I appreciated the show. It's just not my jam, but the wife wanted to go. We saw The Killers. Oh. oh. The Killers is a – oh. It's, it's just not my jam, man. I mean, Stop like it. I, said, I can appreciate it. But before that, it's, awesome. it's an indie – it's an indie band none of you guys have probably ever heard of, but uh, they opened up for Ben Folds. And it's the only opening act I've ever like fallen in love with. Usually it's like, all right, let's go. I'm going to go get some more beers while I'm listening. But Jukebox the Ghost. Anybody ever heard of them? Jukebox the Ghost. No. Yeah. I love Jukebox. So we saw that they did an open air concert uh, in Louisville. I mean, it was the first concert my kids got to go to. We dragged them down there and did the Kentucky Derby and all that. Uh, let's see. Before that was... Your kids have been to a concert before me. Yeah. <laughs> before that was um, Michael Bublé. And before that... What's on these other pages you're flipping past? Wrestling shows and stuff? NFL games and uh, wrestling shows, yeah. So they're in chronological order, everything? Yes. 
uh, the, before that, the, this is this is not 2019. It was the last show I saw in 2018. Was Tenacious D. That's a strong nice. run. Do you have a worse concert? The, like I said, The Killers. Just because it wasn't my music, it was a great show, and and I can appreciate the music, but it's just not. I'm not a big fan. It was for the wife. So, God, I wish I could kick you out of this chat right now. <laughs> 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 uh, Jeff Jewett. Last and worst. Okay, last concert was the Great Hayes Carol back in February before COVID took over the world. So I get to see that. And uh, worst concert by far was uh, John Michael Montgomery. By far, whoa! It was oh, it was so bad. Uh, he came out. He was drunk or pot- allegedly drunk, and uh, <laughs> came out. He's trying to play. He's trying to sing the songs. He's just mumbling, and he can't keep his head up. His head's dropping down. His eyes are closing. I turned to my wife, and I said, this fucker's listening to a Matt Coon podcast. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I am going to pay for that one. Where's the heat? RKO out of nowhere. <laughs> I just love how I just love how Matt just looks up with disappointment. Takes a drag. Let's face it. Let's face it. That was obviously a Jay Z joke, but Jay Z's not here, so he's got to sing. No, but yeah, uh, John Michael Montgomery it was terrible. He he came around about four or five songs in and got it together, but yeah, it was pretty bad. And I think uh, Timmy C. He mentioned he had a similar experience seeing John Michael. So I think it's kind of a pattern. Hey, pretty lady, won't you give me a sign? I give anything you make your mind all mine. He go urban and be at your begging cow. He didn't help. He didn't nail that. And I think he brought it together by the end, and he did that <laughs> one toward the end, and he got that. He's so uh, Yeah, yeah. He's so <laughs> God, that sucks, man. I've seen John Michael. He brought it. That hurts. I, I've seen him a couple times. Uh, the first time was good but he could have ended about 30 minutes sooner. The second time was just, yeah, it was, he was just a mess. Um, all right, what do we got? Uh, Ryan I have, to, revi- I have to revise real quick. I have to revise. Uh-huh. I remember a concert that I went to that was way worse than the Killers because I was really hopeful, and he's so old, he barely could get through it. We went to a Willie Nelson concert two or three years ago, and it broke ah. my heart. It was awful. Really? He, he couldn't sing. It was like mumbling and chanting. The music was way louder than him. You couldn't hear or understand. We actually, it's the only concert I've ever left early, like before it was over. It was so bad. I've seen him twice in the past five years and he was awesome. Oh God, it was terrible. But again, what do you expect for a concert at the Toledo Zoo? The Toledo Zoo. <laughs> they have a Not known the for their sound system. <laughs> no, no. Not the opener was a whale. <laughs> well, I don't think Allison Krauss is probably happy that you called her that, but that's cool. Whoa. Wow. She can sing. Allison Krauss, that was a good concert. She got yeah, she can she can go. Allison Krauss, if you're watching this, um, I didn't say that. That was a Matt Coon. Yes. <laughs> clarify. She's an avid think tank watcher, too. So. Yeah, I know, I know. There's a better chance of John Lennon watching this than Allison Proff. <laughs> I'm going to do her tonight and invite her. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ron Grotch, what do you got? Uh, I took an ex-girlfriend to see Fallout Boy forever ago, and that's the worst show I've ever seen. Woo. 
Yeah. And not my not my speed at all. But it was. Oh, you weren't you weren't a fan going in. No. So I mean, I paid for tickets and got them and all that stuff. But and I tried, and no, terrible, boring, awful. But uh, the most recent show I went to is this band. Uh, They're probably like top three of my favorite bands because band called Daughters from Providence. Daughters. Um, Daughters. It's yeah. It's like you know, like heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. Daughters and this other band called Health. Um, they played at, uh, I don't remember the name of the venue, but it was in Boston, a small venue, maybe three, 400 people. It was sold out. Pond Water? Uh, last concert I went to was the Zach Brown Band last year. I went, uh, went with uh, one of my best friends to go see Zach Brown Band, and Lucas Nelson opened for him. Who's and that amazing. was my first – oh, he was – I'm not sure that he wasn't the best part of the night, and that's saying something, because Zach Brown Brand was incredible. Lucas um, can shred. I had no idea. I, I I just had no idea, and because when I saw Lucas Nelson, and I was listening, I said, I "Wonder if that's Willie's boy." So I Googled it and found out he was. And uh, man, he's just something he's, special. He's also in my top five concerts I've ever seen. Oh, really? He's amazing. And uh, and. Uh, Genesis is by far the worst concert I've ever been to. Ooh. Wow. wow. Yeah, I mean, well, this, this is why I went to go see Genesis. I liked Genesis songs. I liked Phil Collins. I liked Mike and the Mechanics. But then we get there, and it's at Texas Stadium, and it's the old Cowboy Stadium, which is a miserable venue to go to an event in. Um, was a, it was a miserable uh, venue. But when they're live – they feel like every song has to be 15 minutes long. And they're just, it felt like every song they were droning and droning. And everybody around us was smoking dope. And that's not my thing. And so the songs. You would, get the hell out of here. The songs that wouldn't end with that, I, I just told, I, I told, I told Dave, my wife, I said, I'm going to go out to the car and I'm going to go, I'm going to go to sleep and I'll see y'all when this is over with. Super Dave, there's a correlation here you might not be aware of um, between the long songs and the dope. See, <laughs> never mind. But there, it, it, it's related. It's related. I did not see somebody walking out of a Genesis show. I, I, would, <laughs> I was shocked. And, you know, if I had a do-over again, I would have just gone ahead and left because it was my ex-wife. It would have just been easier to split right there. <laughs> I just left because I was too drunk. I, I, I've done that. I, I saw Nine Nails in Soundgarden. Soundgarden opened for them, and uh, I love Soundgarden. And I like Nine Nails a lot, but I got way too drunk during Soundgarden, so I had to go sit in the car. Man, I just, I just, I, I wasn't feeling it. And I like Genesis songs. Um, it just, I wasn't, I don't know what it was. I just, I just wasn't feeling it and had to go. And I walked out of Blake Shelton early in his career, too. Really? Uh, he yeah. never recovered. He never recovered from that. <laughs> well, Chris Cagle. Chris Cagle was playing, and I went to see Blake Shelton at Billy Bob's Texas in Fort Worth, and he sang P.S. This is Austin, and that was about the only good song he had. And uh, I said, let's get out of here. And we went over to Cowboys in Arlington, over by where the Dallas Cowboys Stadium is now, and uh, saw Chris Cagle, and he was – man, he was balls out, so – it was great. I mean, hell of a hell of a show. 
I've been oh, lucky. Pond, I've been pond lucky water. How, much, how, how many pond waters will you give Genesis? <laughs> uh, in concert? Yeah. Zero bars. <laughs> it sucked. In but, concert? But just, you know, when I don't turn them off the radio. I mean, they're they're a four-jar band for me. <laughs> Where's the I mean, graphics? He, look at his eyes. He's trying so hard to read it. Right? <laughs> no! That's right, he's stalling. You mean the band or the Bible book? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if I hear them on the radio, they're, they're, in, they're incredible. But in concert, it just it wasn't there. And I was really fortunate because – to be from Dallas because I've had the opportunity to see some really, really incredible shows. Eric's yeah. died, guys. Eric is dying. <laughs> Eric is dead. I wonder, are you not giving us the background or not? <laughs> the background on what? The goddamn pond water. The <laughs> rating system. Oh, hell, I've, I'm not, I forgot we're talking to a different audience this week. <laughs> we're no, we're gonna... not. We're talking no, to the <laughs> <it's a silent> <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so you're not bringing it out if it was just my podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. You did. There, there are four, there are four jar. <laughs> <laughs> there are four jar band. Okay. <laughs> That was a one-jar response. <laughs> hey, y'all. I, 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 need, I need a podcaster, just Super Dave, rating books of the I Bible. Have... <laughs> books of the Bible. I want to tell you guys, Deuteronomy, three pond waters at best. Genesis, Genesis gets three jars and a mouthful because all, everything getting accomplished, everything getting accomplished in – <laughs> oh no, he had a line. He's froze on the best line of the podcast. Whatever you said, Pond Water, we didn't hear it. Your camera froze. Okay, I said that I give Genesis three jars and a, and a mouthful because trying to get all that done in seven days was a little hard for me to believe. Uh. <laughs> oh you know, sometimes, sometimes I wonder if they left a little bit of bullet in there. I just expect one of these episodes, Pond Water is going to chime in and go, "Guys, I'm broke. I bought all the copper bracelets off the TV, and I have no more no more money left. I'm out." Oh, Do you buy things like off the TV, Pond Water? <laughs> nah. Non skit stillets and all the supplements. And no. Copper knee braces from Brett Favre. It's kind of cool that Fuck Pond Brett Favre. Water. I wouldn't buy anything. I wouldn't buy anything that Brett Favre endorses. Oh. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. It's kind of cool that the, NFC, the NFL's all time um, interception thrower came out of retirement so he could pad the interception throwing record. And, and throw an interception on the last play of the game, but then act like he's hurt, so he had an excuse for his interception. He won a Super Bowl. Hey, since, since, we're, since we're on the uh, NFL yeah, topic, uh, it just came across my computer that uh, Cam Newton signed with the Patriots for a year. Yeah. Oh. Patriots double, fans are going to love that. Double Auburn QBs for the Patriots, Jared Stillman yeah. and Cam Newton. Never it doesn't matter who they sign. It's going to be not Tom Brady. I'd hate to be the guy that has to go behind Tom Brady. Would people's head explode if Cam Newton won a Super Bowl with Bill Belichick? Their head would explode. Oh, yeah. Watch your mouth. <laughs> what? I don't want Those it to happen. They want enough shit. 
It's not going to start losing. It's, it's the Bills time. I, that's why I'm saying people's heads because nobody expects it this year. Tampa Bay can move more about the same quarterback. All right, I we got to. I feel confident that Cam Newton's probably going to win more games than Tom Brady. No. Nah. One, mm-hmm. one player is not going to change that. We need to put you a bet. You need a bet on it. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was just doing what we like to call talking shit. Super <laughs> <laughs> Dave loses. If Super Dave loses the bet, he has to dress up like one of the young bucks, like tassels, <laughs> everything. Yeah, because I think we all know he loves the young bucks. Pond water? They're, they're right there with Genesis. Concert <laughs> <laughs> or the Bible book? The Bible book. <laughs> Bible book. <laughs> Are you willing to bet on it yet, Pond water? Oh, now he goes out yeah, after shit talking. I bet you Cam Newton, if Cam Newton is the starting quarterback for the Patriots, he'll win more games than Tom Brady this year. And um, oh. if he doesn't, Come on. I'll, do one of the, I'll do one of these think tanks in a dress. <laughs> That's old school booking right there, boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll pat, I'll, pat, I'll Patterson and Briscoe it and put makeup on, too. <laughs> He's gonna have I know, I know a guy. Her. I know a guy whose wife does makeup, so I can get some pointers. <laughs> you get a tutorial online. Yeah, Chelsea. <laughs> All right, let's. <laughs> you talk I thought you were going like with Rebel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Reba, first of all, Mark. Uh, Reba, yes. <laughs> Watch your mouth. Show some respect. That's what all right, Tito let's. Used to say. It what? That's what Tito Santana used to say. Reba. <laughs> Ariba, yes. That was a bad joke. I was sorry. Silva so didn't laugh at it. We should all be worried. <laughs> he saw he showed his way out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm out. <laughs> He's like, no, back. Silva, Silva's offended and he plans on having a discussion with Conrad about it. <laughs> we got HR in this fucker. <laughs> He's writing it down. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> All right, let's switch gears before we get out here and do some wrestling. Let's go around the horn for some wrestling. Since that's what most Think Tank episodes, if you are used to the Think Tank, you're used to wrestling. If you're used to Casio's Cut, you know it's like this all over the board. Uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and start with uh, GimmickAttorney.com. Mr. Dawkins, give us your first wrestling event you went to. And then the best wrestling event you've been to. So the, um, again, being from Southern Indiana, we were the C-Town, right? So we got WWF live shows that came through. But we did get some some big names. And, and I went to three or four of them. Nobody in my family liked wrestling. They hated it. They all still hate it. So my mom had to find a friend who had an older son who would take me to the shows. So I had a friend of a, a family friend's son take me to shows. But I did get to see Hogan and Andre and Warrior and all that in person. So it was always house shows, uh, again, kind of on their way from Louisville to St. Louis or Louisville to Indy. They'd stop in Evansville and do a show. Best show? You know, I haven't been to a lot of big shows. I, I, being at um, the first AEW event in Vegas, StarCast, that might be it. It's just, just the how monumental it was. Right? It was the first show for a new promotion, the first one that 
in a long time has legs backed by another billionaire to to help take on WWE. It just felt electric. It was it was a lot of fun. Nice. Jewett? I don't specifically rem remember my first event, but it would have been uh, a group out of Canada, like with Dino Bravo, the Rougeos, Eddie the Brain Creechman. Um, In the 80s? It, yeah, early 80s. Um, as far as my favorite, I think uh, it's got to be WrestleMania 30 because it was so perfect. I mean, Cesaro won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Uh, you had Hogan, The Rock, Austin out there together. Uh, Daniel Bryan winning the streak ending. It was just such a great they – were, they were set up so well for the future and then, like, threw it all away within the next couple of weeks. But um, – and that – probably that and, like Dawkins said, I, I, I think uh, – uh, all out in Vegas. Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just because I was front row, but man, that show just was so great. And Cody and Dustin, that match was amazing. And uh, the surprise appearance by Moxley at the end, that was, it was a hell of a show. Matt Coon. You know, uh, when I was 12, I, I loved wrestling. I loved it so much. You know, I had a terrible home life and I just escaped in this world of wrestling and I took a bus. I was 12 years old and wrestling was in town and I took a bus. My parents didn't even know I went. They didn't care. But uh, I went to go to Anaheim Convention Center to see the C show. And for me, it was just such a great thing to see. I'll just tell you how this show was. I looked up a couple of the matches. You got Santana versus Bob Orton Jr. That's not bad, right? Uh, Dory Funk and Jimmy Jack Funk against S.D. Jones and Tony Atlas. Uh, uh, Corporal Kirshner versus Nikolai Volkov. And the headliner was George Animal Steel versus Adrian Adonis. Those are strong names. I, it, it was a C show. I mean, they had a lot of talent back then. But for me, as like a 12-year-old who took a bus to the show and back, uh, it, was, it was awesome. It was awesome. And then what was your best show? I always say that this show um, – I, would, I loved Mania 30. That was the first one me and Matthew went to, Jewett, like, and it's special to us. But we always have the same answer. We went to a show called NXT San Jose, and it was before they did the takeovers. And it was the show that they put together two days before in a 5,000-seat arena that took place at 10 o'clock at night. They didn't know if people would show up. And the best way I could describe it was it was like ECW, but a PG version. And people rooted for the good guys. They booed the bad guys. Everybody knew everybody's names. When they said they announced the next matches for the women's championship, the whole place erupted just for the women's championship. And it was like you knew there was something special there because no one knew about NXT then. There was, it was like a select kind of thing. So we knew. We're like, dude, this shit is going to blow up. Like, and before you know it, they started doing the big takeover shows. But it was the first NXT show uh, that, that, was more, that was outside of Full sale, And it was a fantastic uh, – Fantastic show, and uh, never forget it. It was great. Strong. Rod and Crotch? First show I ever went to, I was probably 10 years old. My dad won uh, front row tickets and backstage passes to the WWF, a, uh, just, a, just a house show in Buffalo, um, headlined by Bret Hart and Sid Vicious in a, in a steel cage, the old big blue steel cage. Nice. Um, we got to go backstage oh. and meet uh, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog. Uh, and they were tag champs at the time, so I got pictures with that, and I think you guys have seen those. Um, 
that was awesome. It was a real, real fun show. Um, the best show I've ever been to was either Takeover New Orleans with uh, uh, Gargano and Ciampa, the uh, six-man ladder match for the North American title. Um, both those were just five-star matches. Um, and also, it, it could be either, it could be AEW Revolution in Chicago. Top Revolution? To that top to bottom, that was ridiculous that a whole show the tag match with the bucks um the uh orange cassidy and Pac just stole the show um moxley and jericho were great um dustin was great so i i'd say one of the two went really a, a a coin flip i'd say um i mean probably take over new orleans but not by much mark nelson uh, so first shows were probably uh, a couple of the WWF house shows in the area, um, but uh, a few into that was uh, going to Survivor Series 90, uh, where Undertaker debuted and all that, and uh, of course that's a kind of a special, uh, you know, show in my heart, uh, you know, spending time with my late uncle and stuff like that. Um, favorite show? You know, I, I would have to say it's all in. Um, there was just something very special about that show. It was not really, you know, officially through any official uh, federation. It felt something new, different. Um, it was, of course, before AEW was officially, uh, you know, formed. And uh, I thought that there was a, a, a totally new revolution going on within wrestling at that time. And it did in some ways, but not exactly where I thought it was going to go. Um, and so, yeah, that was probably my, you know, the, the most special show of, you know, from the energy and the experience perspective, but uh, between that and, and uh, the Undertaker debut and uh, Survivor Series. I was sitting right next to you at that show. That was a great show, man. All in. What a yeah. great show. I mean, there, there's just something really, really special about that show. Um, and of course, in in some ways, it's it's a little selfish because it was also the first Starcast two that weekend. But uh, uh, all in, without a doubt, has been was much better than any AEW pay per view so far, in my it mind, was, at least. It was. I, I rewatched. Um, they put uh, Pentagon and Omega on YouTube, and I watched that recently, and that was the first time I've actually seen it on TV. Like, and I, I we were there, but uh, I remember during the NWA uh, title match. Uh, we were we were um, sitting near Dave Meltzer, and I watched him. He was standing up. He was crying at the end of the match. I remember that. <laughs> I remember just being like, whoa, that was pretty cool. Yeah, he stood up, and he walked down, like, a few steps, you know, and just stared and just, yep. you know, yeah. I, I was like, whoa, all right, that was pretty cool. And I remember with being with uh, Super Dave and Jewett, and you were just blown away that you saw an NWA title change there. It's a good times. Uh, I had a little uh, hey. bit of a Mark Elk moment. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, just sitting behind Matt Coon when uh, – it, was it Chelsea Green came out with the song? Yeah, yeah, Matt Coon's yeah. song that he performed. That and, was, that uh, was I'm so sitting cool. right behind Matt. It was, it was cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That was fun. For those that don't know, Matt Coon did the – her entrance song for that event. Was that the first event – was that the first song you've done for a wrestler? Yeah, it was very cool. Uh, uh, Zach reached out to me, like, hey, man, 
we need a song by tomorrow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, I can do it. Fuck it, you know? And then, like, the next thing I get is, like, a, a DM from Cody. He's like, we can use your song, right? I'm like, yes, sir, Mr. Rhodes. Um, that is not a problem. And, uh, yeah, and matter of fact, um, I didn't know that Chelsea Green liked it. Like, years later, I never heard anything from it until I heard from Deanna Perrazzo, who said that Chelsea Green recommended her to me, which was awesome, you know? So, um, you know, sometimes these references take a few years, but uh, uh, that was uh, that was awesome. It was awesome to be in the building uh, when that song played. Hancock, first and best. Uh, first show was a, a WWF house show at Notre Dame. And uh, it was actually the last time they've actually been here. Uh, back in 99, it was headlined by Stone Cold and Big Show uh, and, and Tag versus The Rock and Triple H. Oh. That was really cool as a uh, newly 13-year-old kid just getting into wrestling. And that was awesome. Um, best show uh, that I've attended live. Uh, I really enjoyed AEW Double or Nothing. Uh, I was able to sit next to Silva in the front row and take that in. And uh, the Rhodes versus Rhodes match, I mean, it was five stars, but that was like, that's the first time I've ever, I've ever gotten emotional, like during a wrestling match or after a match. It was perfect. Just, it was great stuff. Um, yeah, so I mean, that, that's probably top of the list. All In was cool. The atmosphere, Chicago crowd, you can't beat it. But both of those shows were pretty special. So you almost did the Meltzer cry at the end. Yeah, for for uh, double or nothing. It was Strong. special. Dirty Dave Silva, what do you got, brother? Uh, first um, was a Nitro out of Houston. And that was that was awesome because – uh, Kevin Nash was champion and um, with the Wolfpack and Macho Man was still around and still doing his thing. And he fought an imposter, Kevin Nash, that night. And um, while Heather and I were in line uh, going in, Ernest the Cat Miller was out and they were doing their big um, credit card push. Get your favorite WCW on a card. And um, he came up to us and he was being the cat and hitting on Heather and all this kind of stuff and <laughs> talking trash about me. It was just a great experience all around. And um, so that was my first. And then my last and I think like the best event I've been to um, has to be Double or Nothing. Uh, that whole night, that whole card, um, especially going at it and the emotion behind that was just was just incredible. And then the Bucks and the Lucha Bros was just phenomenal. Yeah. And that whole night was just like the, the perfect combination of everything that I loved um, about wrestling and the storytelling and stuff that night. It was, it was a real good show. And that's always a special one for me. I can't believe your first one didn't have Seco Delico in it. Oh, <laughs> now that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole nother world. All right, and last but not least, Pondwater Dave. This is going to go back to get your first one, brother. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, my first George one Hacker was. <laughs> no, 
My first wrestling match I didn't even want to go to. It was at the first Olympics. They were just naked Greco-Roman wrestlers. <laughs> y'all ever heard of y'all ever heard of Kane versus Abel? <laughs> the original Kane. It was August August fifteenth, nineteen. Who won waters? <laughs> Look it up. Uh, August fifteenth, nineteen eighty-two, World Class Championship Reze- Wrestling would present their uh, their quarterly Star Wars uh, Star Wars show. Uh, the main event was Kerry Von Erich versus Ric Flair for the NWA title. Two out of Whoa. three falls. That was your first show or your best show? That was your first that, show. That was my first show. Two out oh, of three falls. And I did not oh. want to go. Uh, I didn't even like wrestling. I'd cut home on Saturday night, and my brother was watching it, and I started teasing him. That, uh, you know, that shit's fake, right? And my mom told me to leave him alone. Well, as I ate dinner, the, head, the, the night was going on. Carrie and Kevin were doing like a workout match, and Ric Flair came out and was talking trash, said, that's not what you need to do. If he's going to be in there with me, hit him in the mouth because that's what the nature boy, and I wasn't sure about the nature boy. But... Did he freeze again? Later on that <laughs> no, that, that, that's, what, that's what he looks like. Suck-ass internet. So, <laughs> man. I feel like you're going to hear your wife pick up the phone. Get off! I didn't use the phone! <laughs> so, so, anyway, um, later that night, Ric Flair had a workout match against Brian Adias, who my brother explained to me was the Von Erich's friend. And Flair used his ass up. Well, my brother was just – the next night was at Reunion Arena was this big event, and I told my brother, I said, hey, if you clean my bedroom up, I'll take you to that tomorrow night. Well, I was lying. I knew I couldn't get out of the house on Sunday unless my room was clean. And, boy, that boy went in there, and he cleaned that room spotless. <laughs> and my mom said, you're taking him. So we go, and we get tickets, and we're on the last row at the top. And I, let me tell you, there was um, Kerry, um, Kevin and David fought Kabuki and the Dragon. Uh, King Kong Bundy fought Harley Race. Yeah. Uh, Jose Lothario was there, Al Madrill. Uh, but I didn't know who all these people were. I couldn't have told you which Von which who – I didn't know the difference in the Von Erics. And then, um, but by the end of the night, I yelled so much that my throat was bleeding. I mean, I yelled my throat out. You have a history of head injuries. <laughs> so no, just injuries. I, but Carrie, but Carrie and Flair, Fritz came out because of and got on the referee, and Fritz hit the referee, and I mean, everybody knew that Carrie had got screwed by this referee they brought in special for this match, and I, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't about it before we got there, but I was all about it when it was over, and um. We, got, we went again at Christmas that year when that's when the Von Erichs got I me, mean, when Terry Gordy slammed the door on Kerry's head. But the best event, whoops, <laughs> the best event that I've ever been to was May 6, 1984. The, the David Von Erich Memorial Parade of Champions at Texas Stadium. Reportedly 43,000 people in attendance to see Kerry Von Erich unseat Ric Flair for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I'm getting chills telling y'all about it, dude. Uh, when they counted three, you couldn't believe it. The crowd was like, because you expected Flair, Flair's going to get out of here with the belt again. And uh, 
it was incredible. The crowd lost their mind. I still to this day remember how that felt to be in a crowd like that. And I've only experienced a crowd popping that hard two other times. The second time was when Nolan Ryan um, got his five. And then I experienced it recently at WrestleMania 34. Did I freeze again? Yeah. <laughs> well, my new favorite game was watching Aaron Roncroft's face, too. He gets nervous for you, and he went. <laughs> so, so but but at WrestleMania 34, when when Oscar tapped out to Charlotte, I lost my mind because I didn't think that was going to happen. And I mean, if that's when wrestling is at its best, when you've completely bought in, you're emotionally invested. I mean, it was great. And um, then you couldn't wait for her Funko Pop to come out. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, when Carrie came out, when Carrie came out, they played Tom Sawyer. You know and that you know the music hits and that's the thing y'all unless you can get this match other than the network you're never going to hear how great the music was tom sawyer plays and then it cuts off right after the, the opening and then texas when i die starts up and that's when carrie comes out of the comes out of the tunnel and he's wearing that in memory of david jacket and uh man i'm telling you it was emotional it was very very emotional uh, it was just uh, I, I I don't know. It's that to the. I wish I could feel that way. I wish I could feel that way all the time at the rest of the matches. Is that what made you get into the business? I wanted to. Um, what got what made me finally get into it? See, I tried in 1984 to get in, and I went to Doug's gym in Dallas, and I wanted to be a referee like David Manning, because I knew how little I was. I didn't, you know, it wasn't like today when you can be 150 pounds and get a uh, TV contract. So <laughs> I went down there and they, they promptly ran me off. You know, you just couldn't go and get in like you could. <laughs> well, fast forward, fast forward, my brother's working with a, a, a local wrestler and he says, hey, let's go to this, this um, place in Arlington, PCW Wrestling. Uh, this guy I work with wrestles and we're gonna go watch it. I said, okay. Well, they had a guy wrestling that night named Gigolo James Johnson who wasn't any bigger than me. And I got to thinking, well, I, I'm bigger than him. If he can do it, I can do it. And then I went to their um, wrestling school. And uh, then after, you know, work, training with Lance Hoyt for a while, they decided that uh, he made me see that probably being a referee. Now, I could have been a wrestler. He wasn't trying to discourage me. He was trying to tell me how to make money in the business. And he felt my greatest contribution could come as a referee. So that's how I got in the business. But it was only because at that point I'd seen that guys smaller than me that were doing it, so why not? What are you giggling about, Rotten Rock? <laughs> what are you giggling? <laughs> I read Corey, Corey's message. You giggle, all you, you giggle all you want to, but you chase Pokemon. <laughs> no, I'm Googling it. I, I, I read uh, Corey's message in the chat. I think. What did Corey's oh. message say? Is it readable? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. Okay, how about Corey Forrester passing? <laughs> we don't well, want now, to get now. Everybody in here is going to Twitter to look at the comment. It ain't on oh that Twitter. <laughs> What's it on? It's in our group, man. It's in our group. Yeah. Oh my heavens! <laughs> Let's not cancel Corey, okay? The buttercream uh -huh. dreams rolling. <laughs> 
too big for this are the, show. Are the oh, buttercream God. dreams running? <laughs> yeah, we can't read it. I just read it, guys. <laughs> it's bad. It's real bad. It's bad. It's bad when oh, the God. statement is bad, and it's not even the part that says "baba." <laughs> yeah, that's the clean part. Yeah, that's not even the part we can't say. <laughs> Corey Forrester made an appearance and stole the show right at the end. I like that. Great. Never going to live this down. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. He's like, I don't even have to be here. <laughs> I'm not even in there and I stole the show. <laughs> he took but the K Dog spot. But to put it back on track, in 1984, seeing the NWA World Heavyweight Championship change hands was a huge, huge deal because it didn't happen all the time. Strong. What what's the uh, since two thousand? What's the best one you've been to? He hadn't been oh. to a good one since two thousand. Oh, I don't know. I went to WrestleMania seventeen. There you go. Oh, WrestleMania now. seventeen was pretty solid. That's, that's strong. Really no joke. I mean, uh, that's the that's the best of the WrestleManias. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's, that's pretty be. much common consensus among wrestling fans that. 17 is one of, if not the best WrestleMania. Super Dave, is it weird for you to go to a wrestling show that's not like a memorial to someone who died? Because it seemed like <laughs> every year you feel like that. Oh, man. It, it, it's sad, man. Did you end up rescheduling <laughs> your uh, – did you end up rescheduling your drive-thru one? Yeah, uh, if you, if you uh, haven't yeah, heard us on the think tank yet, uh, Pondwater is now – He's a part owner of a promotion, wrestling promotion in Mississippi, and he spent 30 minutes of one of our podcasts promoting his drive-in show. What kind of – oh, at the bank. No, the fire department. Oh, the fire department. Yeah, the fire department. And yeah, the, reason, the next week we good. talked to you and you had canceled it already. They canceled it because they were looking for a, a – Manhunt. It was a manhunt. We had a killer on the loose. <laughs> so but, have uh, we rescheduled? And it's there's your cliffhanger. We'll never know. <laughs> oh God, I don't even want to. I don't I even do want to tell y'all this because of what Coon just said. But we're having a memorial show for this. Uh, <laughs> and Jacob was Jacob was confined to a wheelchair, and uh, oh. his parents brought him to. His parents were bringing him to the shows, and everybody loved Jacob. And he unfortunately uh, recently passed away a couple weeks ago. And so July 11th, we're gonna. It's gonna be a memorial show for him. That's sweet of you guys. Is it at the fire department? Yes. How can people get tickets? It's um, first come, first serve because it's by, we only get we can only have so many cars in the parking lot. So that's why there's no advance tickets. You don't, don't want to pre-sell the cars. <laughs> Just roll on up. Yes, roll in. So if anybody's listening, can, is there a foundation we can donate to? Or, I mean, you got us serious now. Uh, I'll have all that information for you on the next think tank. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't anticipate that. Well, when the is, show gets canceled. <laughs> Put it out show? on your Twitter, Super Dave, and we'll retweet it. Yeah. At AFS Think Tank. When Thank is you. the show? July the eleventh. All right, July the eleventh. Uh, is when you can uh, check that out, and we'll get some info out there. Uh, like Hancock said, before we get out of here, follow you can th uh, follow the Think Tank at 
AFS Think Tank on Twitter. You can interact with us. You can uh, let us know what topics you want us to cover. Usually, it's fairly current wrestling if you watch us on the ad-free shows version. Uh, so tune in, check that out, interact with us at AFS Think Tank uh, on Twitter. Of course, uh, our specific Twitter here on this podcast is at Cassio's Cut. You probably already know that if you're listening. Uh, before we get out of here, anybody want to plug anything else? Uh, Dirty Dave? How do, if they want to hear more of this, how can they sign up for ad-free shows? Adfreeshows.com, pick a tier, and you get all the goodness. $29 will get you everything. Bonus shows, all the goodness. 99 gets you um, many of our wonderful uh, bonuses, our full autograph picture of all our hosts with Conrad. Um, and if you're in a $49 tier and $99 tier, you can get one of these great t-shirts this is the my push t-shirt that's being sent out this week to all our my push patrons and then we have our top guy shirt which is um uh awesome parody image of the top gun logo so um it's great stuff and um join today adfreeshows.com you can check that out mark you want to promo anything nope i'm good jewett thank you for coming do you want to promote anything Doodootrucking.com. Doodootrucking.com. <laughs> we'll get you all the doodoo truck anywhere you want, my friends. Uh, Rotten Crotch, you want to promote anything? I got I got nothing. I figured you'd had an hour to look up your 12-digit Pokemon code. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll post it if you want to add me. Go ahead. We'll retweet it uh, uh, there. Uh, Matt Coon, you want to promote anything, brother? Uh, kind of. You know, I'll leave a little um, a little cliffhanger. You guys can look in the chat, but don't say it out here, but I am returning to podcasting. It's Conrad Thompson's worst nightmare. And if you look in the DMs in our chat right now, you can see who I am doing a show with. And um, we'll announce more later, but I'm really, really excited about it. Nice. Uh, so follow Matt Coon. Where can they follow you on Twitter so they can be ready for this? At Matt Coon Music, K-O-O-N. Uh, Pondwater, we got your show uh, in. You want to plug anything else, brother? Um, I did find out that everything that we raised for this show is going to go to Batson Children's Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, in the name of Jacob Shane. There you go. So if anybody want to make donations, um, it would be the Batson Children's Hospital in Jackson, Mississippi, or the Children's Miracle Network, because um, they do tremendous, tremendous work uh, for sick children. Mr. Dawkins, thank you for coming on. You want to promote anything, brother? Uh, you know, gimmickattorney.com. If you got uh, any legal issues, happy to try to help. And Hancock? Uh, I would say rates are low right now. Check out savewithconrad.com <laughs> for all your uh, mortgage and refinancing needs. Dang it, Hancock gets the paid gig there. We appreciate that. <laughs> One of us could have got a check for slipping that in before now. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you guys, man, for hanging out with us tonight. Thanks, everybody, for watching this on YouTube or on uh, subscribing to the podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have not heard this before, go over to adfreeshows.com, and you can get this a weekly bonus show all there at adfreeshows.com. And uh, before we get out of here, like we say every time, we better stop before we get embarrassed. Adios, muchachos. Adios.